All right, joining me right now is brave middleweight Tarek Suleiman. What's going on, Tarek? Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I know that before you were into combat sports, you were a swimmer when you were younger. And I read a story about you covering your body in car grease so you could swim outdoors in the cold weather. Tell us, tell me about that. Yeah, man, it was crazy. It was a crazy part of time, you know. When I was younger uh, in the city that I came from, there was no indoor pools. So the only, the only time and space that we could train for swimming was in the summertime. And it was salt water, even the pool, it was salt water. We're training in salt water. And when winter comes and when there is a cold weather, there is no other choice but to train in cold water. And uh, like old people and old swimmers used to tell us, if we rub ourselves with uh, car grease, <laughs> it will isolate. It will isolate the cold, and it will not let the cold water touch our skin. So we were just doing that, and it was not helping at all. It was still cold. I was still getting sick, <laughs> but it was fun part of time. <laughs> yeah, I guess you live and you learn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> But it was good. It grew up uh, like a mentality to never give up and to train in the harsh conditions. So uh, it, it played a good role into my fighting career, I guess. No doubt. Um, in 2004, you were introduced to boxing. What attracted you to the sweet science of boxing? Again, it was swimming, man. Mm -hmm. I tell you, when I was, when, like, when my family showed me getting sick and this and that because of the cold and because of the winter. My friends in school told me, oh, we joined the boxing class. So why don't you jump uh, with us and start training with us? And uh, I said, yeah, why not? Let's give it a try. And because of my swimming uh, background, my cardio was good. Uh, I was picking up technique really fast and uh, coaches liked me and it's like, uh, put more attention to me and I liked the sport and I just kept training really hard. I aimed for uh, some competitions, some local competitions, but that never happened. I never competed in boxing. Well, as you, you know, became a university student in Lebanon, you competed in, you know, Sandu, Wushu, you even won a silver medal. Has that experience carried over well into your MMA career? Yeah, of course. Like, Again, before this is all before I was introduced to MMA. I knew nothing about MMA. Well, like I think everything happened for a reason, right? Uh, I start when I was in university in Beirut. Uh, my friend was training also in uh, like Wushu or Sanshu kickboxing, Sanda, and uh, because of my boxing, because like yo, you have a good hands. Let's add on some kicks. I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> and then I started competing uh, in Lebanon. Then I got some uh, medals in Lebanon. Uh, and then I got the silver medal. Is where It was Arab World Championship in Jordan. Well, that's crazy. Then yeah. I guess if you fast forward 2012, you started to do BJJ. Now you're a brown belt. Is jujitsu the martial art that you enjoy the most? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. So, also, this is because of something happened to me, you know. First, <laughs> first MMA fight, 
I had no jujitsu experience, nothing. I learned a little bit about jujitsu, a little bit about wrestling, and that was it. And then I stepped into my first amateur fight. It was against uh, Purple Belt, who has a couple MMA fights under his belt. Uh, I started the fight. The guy mounted me. It couldn't get up. I just was holding for life. You know, I didn't let go. Uh, I ended up winning that fight, but afterward, I said I will never be in this position and not knowing what to do. So I focused a lot on jiu-jitsu and I fell in love with the sport. It came naturally to me. You started your career, like you said, that year. You took your first fight. But you have had a lot of visa issues throughout all your fighting, you know, throughout the years because of the war in Syria. How mentally draining is it for you to worry about visa issues before you fight? Oh man, it's 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 this it's the most it's the factor in my my whole career. It's like like changing factor. Even though sometimes they have incredible camps, uh, sometimes just visa issue can destroy all the work I've been I've been doing in the past. Uh, as you said, I started my career in 2012, and the war started in 2011. So I was like, uh, the uh, uh, the war was reason me starting MMA, looking for other sources of incomes because the economy was destroyed in Syria, and I had to find my own path, you know. Uh, visa issues, nonstop, even in the Arab world. Like, since the war, I've been facing visa issues. Uh, like, sometimes I, f- I fly the day of the fight. Sometimes I fly a couple hours before the weigh-ins, and I still make it, but it's really getting into me, and, like, stress levels are fucking insane. Always insane. Always stress levels. So now... I'm working with Brave uh, Combat Federation. They have this into con- uh, consideration and they always work a step ahead from each uh, fight I have with them. So I'm glad to be with them. Um, visa issues. I know you've had some crazy injuries. You've dealt with shady promotions throughout the years. Um, a few years ago, the Russian government sent a letter to the Thai government saying that Syrians are planning a terrorist attack in your country and you were jailed because of this. Can you talk about making the choice of paying a lot of money to get out of jail or going back to fight in the war in Syria? Oh my God, man. It was, it was really, it was one of the craziest experience I've have, like I've ever dealt with. Uh, so it was, it was actually a fight, a end of a fight camp. It was a fight week. I was going out to fight in Tajikistan in Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, a letter, as you said, came from the Russian government to the Thai government. There's, uh, that there's 10 Syrians, uh, are aiming to, uh, to make a terrorist attack on a Russian groups, like whatever there is Russians. So, uh, I put obviously my all my details right they just knocked on the door i was there they came into tiger i was cutting weight i was on the spin bike cutting weight with my plastics with everything on i shit you not it was fucking insane they came and they told they were super friendly because everyone knew me at tiger they asked around and i, they, I was cool but they had no other choice i guess right 
So they took me in. They said, oh, we need to ask a couple of questions. Everything's fine. I was like, okay. They took me uh, to a station. Then uh, they said, oh, we're closing now. You have to stay the night here. It's like, what do you mean? I was like, yeah, you have to stay the night here. I was like, damn it, I, I'm in my, like everything in sweat. I didn't change it, let me change. And uh, I went I went with them. Then they start uh, interrogating me, American people interrogating me. Then uh, they said, oh, we, ha we, we have no choice. We have to send you back to your country. I like, what do you mean you have to send me back to my country? I did nothing wrong. Like you have every, all the files, everything, everything you, like you know about me is the truth. They said, yeah, but we have to send you back home. I was like, oh my God, I had to, to contact a lawyer. Uh, the lawyer contacted some people and uh, we figured out a way that they delete me all of the system. And uh, we figured out they deleted me off the system. I went to, I went to fight, man. I went like, it was... Uh, like there was few hours before I received my passport and my, my airplanes leaving Thailand. It was so much drama. I was like, man, I, I think at that time, at that year, I don't know. I think I lost a couple years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but when you went to fight, you also had more drama. Am I correct? Oh my God, man. Yes. It's even worse. So, as we flew, the promotion booked us the worst flight ever in history. We flew to Tajikistan, uh, I think 34 hours or more. We had to stop in Russia in some really random airport. They didn't even know what transit zone is. So, <laughs> so we stopped there for, for 12 hours actually, and we couldn't use any other currency but Russian, we didn't have Russian currency on us. Uh, then we went to Tajikistan, which was the shadiest thing ever to happen. Like some random people pulled us over, it's like, oh, we take you from here. Like, who are you? Who are you, man? It's like, don't worry, come with us. It's like, all right, I think we have no other options. And we went with them. Uh, I like it was really crazy journey. I started cutting weight. I couldn't make the weight because I couldn't do any uh, weight cut procedures be, uh, before. I was dealing with other shit at Thailand. I uh, went there. I missed weight. We they took us to arena. Next day they took us to the arena, and I was like, all right. It was super cold, man. It was like minus five degrees inside the arena. That promoter came to us like, hey, guys, sorry. Uh, the heaters are not working. I was like, what do you mean not working? I like, I it's like super cold. They put, they stuffed us all in a small room, man. They put a small ass heater in the corner and uh, they expected me to warm up there. Me and my friend Alex, Alex Shield, uh, we were there. It's like, yeah, well, you got to do it. <laughs> I wrapped in my hands. I didn't take off my coat. I had everything on. I just changed clothes. I changed the clothes uh, to fight clothes. I went to I went to the cage with my jacket on, with everything on. Like I think it took me maybe six minutes to take everything off to enter the cage. <laughs> First five minutes, man, not a drop of sweat. 
nothing. I was dry. I, uh, Alex between the rounds is like, yo, do you want me to put ice on you? He's like, man, motherfucker, look, touch me. I'm freezing cold. <laughs> Second round, same thing. I, I, I remember I did the high kick. I landed a high kick, but I, man, I thought my foot was broken. <laughs> I, I landed the kick flush on the guy's head. Well, I thought my first burger is like, I'm not kicking again. Then I ended up losing to a decision. Uh, I just, it was crazy journey from the start till the end. Crazy. It is. You're, you know, you could have a, your own documentary on Netflix if you really wanted to make one. Yeah, man. Everyone, every single story is, is every single fight is a story by itself. And if really, if I decided to write a book, I will fill up a huge book. So I'm hopefully I have a couple more chapters in my life to fill in. Then I will try to do a book. <laughs> yeah, ho hopefully it's not as uh, crazy as your other fights, right? This is, I think this is the craziest one. Well, I have less crazy, similar crazy. <laughs> well, you, uh, the last time you fought Brave 10, you know, a couple months ago, you lost a unanimous decision to Will Flurry. In the third round, the ref stood up the fight. Do you agree with that decision? Oh, man, I don't know. I was like, he stole more than I did. Mm -hmm. I was, I was throwing. I was on top. I was throwing. I was trying to pass. He was stopping. But like at the first round, when we were uh, first try, he was not doing any damage. He was not even passing my guard. Even though he was like, he almost got a man, but I ended up putting my butterfly hooks, but he was not moving. He was not advancing. He was not throwing any punch, and the ref didn't stop us. Then when I took him down, and I started punching it, and it was the last round. He waited three minutes in, then I don't know. He stood us up for no reason. I don't think, I think it's a wrong, wrong decision. I think they were in a hurry. Yeah, it was a, it was a, uh, uh, a weird fight as the refereeing was going on, especially like you said in the first round and the third round. Similar things happened, but he made different decisions. Um, how do you assess your performance, the last one at Brave Ten? Now the last one, I was, it was terrible. I, it wasn't me. It was, it wasn't me. Uh, I, I suffered a really bad shoulder injury in that fight. Uh, I tried to fix the, to fix it before. Uh, it didn't help. I don't know what was going on. I didn't. I didn't do any MRI or anything, but I feel much better now. Uh, but going into the fight, uh, first round, I think I did also a couple mistakes in my camp pre prior, like uh, to the event. My cardio wasn't on point. Usually, like my cardio always picks up uh, in the second round. Uh, I was heavy. I was flat. Uh, I think my strength wasn't there. Uh, I I'm like I'm known to be strong fighter, physically strong, but I wasn't as strong as I wanted to be. Uh, the guy was like just he didn't advance. He didn't do anything really to damage like any damage, but he was able to wrap his hands around me every time and take me down. But uh, uh, on the ground, he didn't do anything. Ground and pound, he didn't do anything. Stand up, he didn't do anything. Like actually, they were giving him credit if he landed a punch. While I land a couple punches, they were not punching it at all. 
Well, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was going back. It's a well, like a fair and square win to him. I don't take anything from him. But the last round, I won the last round, and they still give it to him. I don't know why. <laughs> now you get to redeem yourself June 9th in Belfast, Brave 13 European Evolution versus Chad Hanicom. You and your opponent both competed at Brave 10. Did you have any interaction with him at the event? Um, actually, yeah, we, we talked a little bit. Uh, we talked in uh, Sona. Like, first day he arrived, uh, it was my second day there. Uh, we were in the Sona together. We chatted a little bit. He mentioned some stuff about Will. I mentioned some stuff about his opponent. Uh, we, he talked, we talked a little bit about my camp and his camp, and he was willing to come to my camp to train, but it didn't work out because we're fighting now. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he's really cool dude. I'm looking forward to compete against him. I think it's going to be a really good fight. What changes have you made to your camp leading up to this fight? Oh, I did a huge change in my training. Uh, I have worked, uh, I've brought in a strength and conditioning coach, Mark Mariani. Uh, he's a top notch strength and conditioning coach for fighters. Uh, I am in phenomenal shape now cardio wise uh wrestling and mma with with the hickman brothers george hickman and frank hickman uh striking i'm training with a brazilian muay thai fighter leo uh he's my he's just working on my stand-up really good my cardio is really in really awesome shape i'm looking forward i'm really i want to go see what i can do i don't know what i can do right now like i'm looking good in grappling i'm looking good in wrestling i'm looking good in sparring i just i'm excited to see me what i can do right now in this stage in this in this shape you know what sparring partners who have you been sparring with like to emulate your uh, opponent uh I don't have I, I I used to train with uh you know Glenn Sparve is part of my <laughs> my team uh TMT team I trained with him uh I was training I had the honor to train with Douglas Lima mm -hmm. uh Bellator former champ he's a phenomenal athlete too uh, a couple other big dudes in the camp uh, that they are preparing also for fights in the same date. So uh, it, it worked out well for me. I'm always working with big dudes. And Christopher, uh, Christophe Van Dyke also been a big help for me. So, uh, yeah, it was good. Perfect timing for you, right, during the camp. Everybody's working together. Yeah, everyone working. The, the fights are lining up. We have a couple guys preparing for UFC. Uh, Tai Tuovasa also is fighting on the same date in Chicago. Uh, so it's working out. The atmosphere is really on point. The camp was really on point. Everything is on point. I'm really excited to perform. Your opponent, he seems to favor submissions. Are you excited about the possibility of some grappling exchanges happening, or are you looking for, to KO him? I want, I'm inviting to grappling. <laughs> Anything related to grappling, I welcome it. If you want to try to submit me, it's... It's my pleasure. I really want to try. I, I competed against a couple. I got submitted once, but I, I don't think it was uh, he was advancing by, grapp by grappling or whatever, but it just, it was there. He got the opportunity and he submitted me. 
Uh, I, I fought uh, like a world-class jiu-jitsu black belt, Christopher Silva. I knocked him out twice, even though they did, they uh, overturned the first win. Uh, but I still know that I knocked him twice. Uh, I don't think he can, like, he has nothing on me grappling. If he wanted, if he want to fight me, I think he will keep it standing. Yeah, that Christopher Silva uh, overturned win is another crazy story in your past, right? <laughs> right? Oh my God, man! Everyone, everyone messaged me that let's try overturn it to win again. It's like, oh man, it's the only, it's the only overturned decision in Desert Force history. That's yeah. only happened with me, and there's they couldn't justify it. Oh, just a hit to the back of the head. While he was turning his head into the wrong direction, you can't protect yourself by turning your head away. Definitely. Well, June 9th, Belfast, Brave European Evolution, Brave 13. You're going to face Chad Hennicom. Thank you for your time, Tariq, and uh, good luck to you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. It was an honor to be here oh, and talk to you, man. Oh, likewise.